0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Clinic Grow Secrets. This is your boy, Jeff Van Campen, with the Clinic Growth Secrets show. The idea on this show, as always, is to help people make more profit per patient, get more no-ones in the door, help create that maintenance and lifetime style of care. And so if you're with us today, you probably are an active listener, and by now you know that we have a fee for the show, and the fee is very simple. We do not accept monetary donations, although if you do want to PayPal me, I will accept that. But all we ask, if you do listen today and you get value from the show, we ask you to hit the share button and share it with one of your colleagues and friends who would also get value from the show. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads for the show. And so the only way we grow is by value exchange of word of mouth. So if we do a good job today, share the show. If we do a, a terrible job today, don't share the show. That's how it works, right? So that being said, I think you guys are going to get an abundance of value today from this episode most notably because the gentleman I have on the show with us today is somebody that I have heard about for a very long time, been following his work for years. Uh, We actually got remotely connected through Dr. Brian Paris. Shout out to Dr. Brian over at Genesis Nation. And I'm excited to bring you guys Dr. Fred Dominico. And so Dr.
1: Fred, how are you doing, sir? Pleasure to have you. Awesome. Such such a great privilege to be here. And uh, if you do take donations on Venmo, man, there will be an abundance of value that you and I are going to bring today (laughs) we're going to bring a lot we'll make sure to link Dr. Fred's uh
0: Venmo in the show notes you know so you guys get some value there he doesn't accept anything less than a Benjamin though so 100 are up and that's what that's what he'll that's what he'll take for his time on the show and so if you guys know Dr. Fred if, if you're new I should say to Dr. Fred and his work uh he has been an outstanding business thought leader inside and outside of the chiropractic profession uh he is not only a masterful masterful clinician but also a, a really a master of self-improvement in general uh, inside, again, the chiropractic profession. And so his work has been impacted by thousands of people, and his company, Elite Coaching, has helped hundreds of chiropractors really transform their purpose inside of the chiropractic profession. And so what an honor we have to have Dr. Fred in the show today. Sir, welcome,
1: and we're excited for our journey together. Thank you so much. And with that introduction, you and I need to hang out together. But I would also say I would say in elite, we have one of the highest standards also in the profession because number one, you know, the principle of chiropractic is universal law, man. I believe we're supposed to fix subluxation. So, so, you know, spinal correction on pre and post x-ray, you know, because that's, that's life, right? If, if the truth of the principle of chiropractic is true, which is universal law, then this is a real healthcare system. You know, it's not back pain. This is a healthcare system. And if we're going to get people healthy and they're going to live up to their God-given potential, we need to fix their spine. And this needs to be a lifestyle, not a program of care, not even a program of correction, not pain relief. It's got to be a lifestyle. So when that becomes your purpose and your core value is 100% of the people that touch your front door will understand that chiropractic is a lifestyle. It doesn't mean you're going to accept 100%. But when you have that core value and standard, then that raises the bar on your ability and skill to communicate, to take a person that believes chiropractic is about back pain, because we've taught them that way too long, and then help empower them, if you want to use that word, to want to live that life.
0: Yes, sir. And then
1: what I find, we teach people that very effectively. And then family is automatic. People that understand lifestyle, they automatically bring their family in right from day one.
0: That's a fact. So, so the, a big part of the principle of chiropractic is lifestyle. And that's one of the things that you masterfully teach inside of your program, elite coaching, right? And on your website, getting your, you know, folks, we skipped the fat today, right? We went right into the good stuff because that's what you guys are here to listen to. And Dr. Fred doesn't bullshit around. And by the way, if you want to swear on here, swear all day. If they don't like it, they don't have to listen, right? And so, you said on the website something very clear, okay, that you want to build a lifestyle practice, right? And there may be a handful of things that might get in the way of that that I want to cover, right? Here's what you listed. When the pain goes away, they quit. When the insurance doesn't cover it, they quit. When they complete the initial phase of Claire, they quit. They think they're done. They finish the correction, they quit. Old patients that come when they want to come, they pay as they go. They come when they want to see you. The old pain-based patients, right? So like, how do we reverse engineer this, right? Like somebody who's in a pain-based practice, how do they start to claw themselves out? What do they got to do here?
1: Well, that's a rather uh, deep question, but let me put this as simply as possible. PVA, this patient visit average, right? That's if you take how many office visits a week you see and divide it by how many new patients on average. So let's say you see 200 a week and you get an average of 200 a week and you get an average of five new patients. Well, that means that the average patient stays for 40 visits. So that's your PVA. Now, here's the thing that I had four coaching groups, not one coach taught me this because what people do is they want to grow their practice. So memorize your scripts, get this down, keep doing the same thing over and over again. But how do we grow our practice? We have to get more new patients. But growing your practice, that's the hard way to grow your practice. Because now you got new patients, the real way, which is what you do, because you bring new patients. But when you keep that, now think about if a practice has a thirty PVA, we'll say throw that out there. That means the average patient stays for thirty visits. Now I get it. There's people online. I've oh, had patients come to me for twenty years. Yeah, I get it. You know, even if you had one percent do that, you're gonna have patients for twenty years. Our bar, our standard in elite is ninety percent of the patients that walk through your door will live chiropractic lifestyle. That is unheard of in the profession. And we actually have the stats to back that up in elite that go through our program. So here's the difference. Here's how we got that standard. One, I was convicted of the principal. Uh, chiropractic saved my life for sure. But um, what I realized after four coaches is they would set numbers, we set goals, we wanted to go our practice, but I could never increase my PVA. Why? Because it's a communication system. PVA is actually a mindset. It's the mindset of a patient. Now, I'm sure if you're listening to this, would you agree? If you have a 30 PVA, that means the average person stays for 30 visits. That's a very different type of patient than a practice that has an 80 PVA or 100 PVA. That means the average person is staying for 180 or 100 visits. That is a different type of person. Now what I learned after 11 years of having a 40 PVA because those were the scripts, you know so I would call my coaches and I'd say, you know this person quit, here's what they said and and how do I handle that? They would go, well'll know your scripts. I'm like, dude, I will give you that report of findings verbatim. The problem is not the scripts. I'm doing your freaking scripts. And all I got was know your scripts. So, so, and at the time I was five hundred a week. So the, my my passion built the practice. My personality built it. The thing is, nobody else could do that. I couldn't find an associate that could do that, right? So I was a prisoner to my purpose. And so, and so, um, although I believed lifestyle, I was communicating what I was told, and that was creating a mindset. Now, here's the key. The doctor creates the mindset of the patient. Now, if you have a 30 or 40 PVA, and on corrective care, that's three times a week for three months. So the average person staying for three months. So one day on a Wednesday afternoon, 5.30, I mean, I had a pretty decent practice. I had probably about 20-some people in the, in the office. And I looked around, had a moment of presence where I stop everything and I looked around and I said, how many of these people were here six months ago? And I looked around and 70% of those people were within three months. And I literally hung my head down. And like Tony Robbins says, "The what changes your life are the power of the questions you ask yourself. And so I asked myself, first of all, was how do people make life-changing decisions? Because to me, that was chiropractic. Want to change the way they live their life. Second question I asked myself was, how do I get them to think like I do about chiropractic? Because my frustration, the question I asked the coaches was, why do some people get it and some people don't? And in my complete frustration, the reason I did that at 530 on a Wednesday is when I asked myself that question, why do some people get it and some people don't? In total frustration, I said, why do some people get it? Why do some people don't? Because I'm saying the same thing to everyone. And I'm like, light bulb went on. That's the problem. Is I'm saying the same thing to everyone. But you have different personalities. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, why would I say the same thing to a CEO that I would to a stay-at-home mother of four? Why would I say the same thing to an athlete similar things to someone with fibromyalgia. Now, people may be thinking, well, I would never say the same thing, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're following the same scripts. Mm-hmm. Your body language is the same. You know, and then, so I'd be you know what? I'm going to start studying human behavior. I want to know how people make life-changing decisions. I started studying NLP. I started reading research. I started studying, not from Tony Robbins personally, but how does Tony Robbins claim You've had thousands, plural, of peach people that were a 9 out of 10 in suicide and you never lost one of them. How did you take thousands that were literally ready to commit suicide and you brought them all to an empowered life? So I thought, you know, I want to figure out how he does that. So I went to Unleash Power Within. That's where you walk crossfire, right? Now, after 10 years of NLP, I created my own scripts. I started incorporating that and woof, man, we went through the roof. I didn't have to do any more screenings. I didn't have to give any more talks, you know, and this was before digital marketing. I stopped all my telemarketing. I stopped everything. I didn't spend one second out of the practice or advertising or anything, but we added a hundred people a day in five months, not a week, a day. Wow. We added a hundred people a day. In five months, and I didn't do any advertising. Now, here's the thing. People say, well, I have to market, market, market. Well, marketing is changing beliefs. Advertising is putting ads on Facebook, on social media. Mm -hmm. Advertising doesn't change beliefs. How you process a patient changes beliefs. And so through self-empowerment coaching, I realize our goal is not to educate. The patient education model is already obsolete. Now people will be like, "What are you talking about, Fred?" We'll figure it out. I mean, shit. chiropractors started 1895. We're in 2023, and only 17% of the population go to chiropractors, and and only 30% of those actually understand it's healthcare. So, after 100 and what's that, 28 years, we have 4% of the population that know it's healthcare. I think we need to do something different. So when I speak in front of groups, I ask people if Tony Robbins was a chiropractor, do you think the general public would think differently about chiropractic? Yes. And what's everybody say? Yeah. Well then why don't we do what he does? Like this isn't that freaking hard. Like why do we keep doing the same? You say I could swear fucking thing. For 128 years, when there's other people have multi-billion-dollar businesses, and he's empowering people. So when I went to UPW, after three days, he does this pitch for his other seminars, and I watch halfway through. I watch 40% of 15,000 people rushing to the tables to buy a $10,000 or more experience and i'm watching this now of course being a rebel i'm like i'm not going up there you know look (laughs) at all these people i'm not doing what they do that's why we're chiropractors right (laughs) because yeah yeah absolutely like swimming upstream and so but i'm like shit and then he talked about business mastery and i'm like how is he getting all these people up there what i already knew how i had 10 years of nlp i went there not to walk across the fire I went there to find out what are you doing that gets 15,000 people to walk across 2,000 degree coals and only a half a percent, not burn their feet, they get blisters. You just walked across 2,000 degree coals and you got a blister. Now, here's the irony. I had a burn on my forearm because I burned myself a few days earlier on my iron. I wasn't paying attention. That's maybe 600 degrees. And I walked across 2,000 degree red hot coals and felt like I was walking across my lawn on a spring morning. That's how we all have that power to me. That was chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And so then I, when I spent 10 grand went to business mastery, because that's all about how do you create lifelong raving fans? So what's that mean? Lifelong fans that have a purpose to be able to talk about what you're doing. I'm like, that's chiropractic too. So like our our day one, day two is UPW. How do you get somebody in an unstoppable state that will walk fire? And then everything else about creating lifestyle is business mastery. How do you create, what are the emotions? What's the experience? And so we moved in elite, we moved from patient education to patient experience. And here's what the truth is of the human mind how it emotionally, neuroplastically rewires in real time. Meaning, as you're talking to them, you're literally changing their belief systems just by the questions you ask and how you're guiding them. And, you know, it's a process we teach you. And here's the thing people have to try to remember information. And an experience they can't forget. Now, how do you know this is true? Because I could say, think of a, an experience between, say, five and eight years old. And give me a couple memories from between five or eight years old. You can think back. Let me think. Bum, 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 And you could spit out a list. Well, I'm 62. How the heck would I remember something 57 years ago? And a patient can't remember the word subluxation. Why is that? Because you educated them. You didn't create an experience that has an emotional connection that in real time wires in their subconscious mind. That's phenomenal. that's, That's the difference. Now, so the goal is, isn't to educate them. The goal is to change their belief system. So if people come to you whether it's for pain or even spinal correction I mean I work with CBP I just came back from CBP hey if you're selling sp- selling spinal correction they're going to quit but when they buy a lifestyle when they buy that they want to live healthy getting healthy is only the first step right so notice I didn't say getting out of pain what i said was if you want to live healthy and this is what I tell people. Ask them, would you agree? Getting healthy is the first step, mm-hmm. but first I have to believe they're unhealthy, not that they have pain. There's a difference. Very and interesting. So, yeah, and I can get into all the emotional reasons, the parts of the brain. Like you got to take them through four areas of the brain before they'll commit to life's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And what area of the brain's working in the beginning. I mean, we, I, I can go into all kinds of neuroemotional depth here. It's actually fascinating. But anyway, that's kind of the foundation of mm-hmm. my journey. And then one day I looked at my schedule. And, you know, I there was 232 people on it. I had like eight new patients and a bunch of re-exams. And I'm looking like, shit, I don't know if I can do this. But the bottom line is, my goal was a thousand a week, and so it was about 300 on the big days. And I'm like, you know, I could be at, at, at 230, I know I could add 70 people a day in three months by the way we were growing because we were so effective at lifestyle on day one that people automatically brought their family. So that means I could turn one into three, it was a process, I knew. When you come in on day one and you're a mom or a dad, your family will be in, in three days, and you have no idea what's coming. You think you're coming from back pain. You will, it will be lifestyle, and you will bring your kids in three days, and it's my choice. Now, at that point, I didn't take pain patients. So if they're, because I had the core value 100% of the people that walk in my clinic will know it's lifestyle. So if you just want pain relief, I would just refer them to a pain doctor down the street. So you were either out in two or you were in for over 100. There was nothing in between. You were either in with your family for over 100 or I didn't accept you as a patient.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. So essentially you had this uh, whole framework shift of business model, personal, essentially personal development along the way too, that says, Hey, these scripts are broken. It's not that it's, it's not that I'm saying I'm wrong. And my tonality is wrong. My pacing's wrong. It's the whole frame we're teaching them. And then you introduced NLP, Tony Robbins, and really helping someone unlock their true potential. So then what someone might ask, like, who's listening, like, so then what happened to the script? Is there a script? Like what is the recipe for success then, right?
1: Well, I did write a script book. And so the only script I really ask you to memorize is the pre consults It's four minutes, but here's what changes people. Now we all know about multiple agreements, right? Small agreements lead to big agreements. So I use the metaphor, if someone comes in with back pain and you want to live a lifestyle, that's like saying, hey, why don't you jump off this 80-foot cliff? Like it's too big, right? You know, but if I take them down seventy nine steps, that step in the lifestyle is only one one feet one foot tall, right? But I've taken them through seventy nine agreements, not seventy nine facts. There's a difference. I've taken them through seventy nine agreements, and so what we do is we have a conversation. We have multiple agreements. We understand pacing and leading, you know, and then there's a law of human behavior. It's called commitment and consistency. Mm -hmm. So when a person agrees, they feel obligated to follow what they agreed to. It's also kind of like the law of reciprocation, right? And so now when they agree, they verbalize and they move. They nod their head in agreement. Now you have total congruency In their nervous system. And then there's another powerful human behavior attribute. And it's called, uh, well, it's the the mantra is self-influence is the most important influence. So it's not what I say. That's patient education. It's what you say. So what we're doing, another mantra in elite is we don't teach people what to think. That's patient education. We teach them how to think. And so we literally wire this, if you want to call it that, neuroemotionally wire the thought process and belief system in the chiropractic so they know that it's truth.
0: Makes complete sense. It's yeah. I read a I read a book recently that says, you know, when somebody, if you if I were to tell you a fact, then you were like, you tell me you're like, you're right that's not what I want to hear. I want you to say, that's right. You come to your own conclusion, your own self-influence. Well said, well said.
1: Yeah. Because then it wires into them, right? You're creating new neuro emotional paths. Now if they have an emotional feeling about it, then you're associating an emotion with a condition. Here's the danger. This is the danger of what a lot of, and I use that word specifically, because it's dangerous to the lifestyle of chiropractic and that is people and this is what i was taught because people know you buy with emotion and justify with facts so so there's a lot of management groups out there that are teaching basic sales Mm -hmm. now what's that miss jones how is your back pain affecting your life life effect yep and so what do they do well i can't pick up my kids and i don't feel like a good mom i mean When a mom doesn't feel, when a woman doesn't feel like a good mom, that is so deep, deeply emotionally wired, right? That's a purpose, that's an emotional need. And so when you associate back pain with it, now a couple adjustments, you get rid of their back pain and then what? I feel like a great mom. Doc, you're the best, I'm out. I'll come back with my back hurts. That's the problem is coaches are teaching you how to wire short-term care into patients by connecting a deep emotion with a temporary problem.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting.
1: So, so as soon as the problem's fixed, the emotion's gone, the patient's gone.
0: So what? what's a, what's a strategy to get somebody like, yes, like we're going to relieve what you came in here for back pain, spine, whatever it is, like from a pain standpoint, but like, you know how do you how do you eventually like bridge that gap? I mean, if somebody says, "Hey, I'm only here for back pain," you don't accept them. We understand that part, but it's like I think even the people that would say, "Hey, I'm not only here for back pain," are kind of like lying in the beginning when they're undereducated or underconvicted on the process. You know what I mean? So what's what's a way to connect it back to them? Is it all based on their goals? Like what's a way to tie it back to them without just techno babbling all the time?
1: Well, it's a step by step system. So right in the like I said, the preconsult it's the only script I should memorize. I mean, when, you know, you're two and a half minutes in and what are they agreeing to? My posture affects my overall health because I take them through multiple agreements where they see now they have a full spine problem, not back pain. Yep. Possibility of that. We already know about the nervous system causing stress to the nervous system. And now they understand that spinal structure affects how the spinal cord moves energy in their body and they agree to it. Yep. And that's where we get them to agree. Not only posture affects your overall health. But can you see the spine and nervous system is a foundation of health and life in the body so once they agree to that and then the consultation yes we here's the difference we address their pain we don't focus on their pain there you go so we don't focus on it but what do we do but now that they agreed in the pre-consult that they may have a problem that it ha- Now they have an injury to their spine, not pain. They have an injury to their spine. Those are very different words as well. So we change our vocabulary on how we, we reframe pain. And then we talk about, okay, so yeah, you have an injury to your spine. That's great. But let's look at what's happening to your health. And so now we look at all the health problems. So by the time you're done, just in the console, we have a four-step consultation. Now, again, it's not a script. A lot of the scripts are steps. Why? Because every person's different. Yep. Now, what do we also teach you? There's different personality types. So let's say you have an exceptional person, like an athlete. You know, someone like myself or like you, we work out. What, what sports did you play? Did you play sports? Mm,
0: basketball was always my favorite sport a little bit of golf yeah okay
1: so um so you know when you go through sports and you train think about athletes athletes don't care about pain they hate injury but i was a wrestler it's like man you don't overcome pain you're never gonna make it right 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 work out i mean i weight train six days a week if i'm not putting myself in pain i'm not pushing myself hard enough so there's people that they're conditioned like that you look at a ceo High achieving people, they don't care about pain. So, as soon as their pain's gone, you know, once in what they, they come to you because they have injury. So, what's their personality characteristics? What would I say to an, someone who's athletic, works out a bunch? I would say, man, you know, yeah, yeah, back pain. I go, dude, you don't care about pain. The problem is you hate injury. And that's why you're here because of injury. But you don't care about pain. In fact, you like pain. And, the, and they'll laugh and they'll go, you're right. They go, the problem is now you're 48 years old. You've been an athlete all your life. You played rugby, you played football, you did all this. Did any of the other chiropractors you went through pain relief, did they tell you the spine and nervous system was foundation health and life and body? No, they didn't. You've had these injuries. Now that we go through health problems, you're actually experiencing challenges with your energy. You have this, you have that. There's other issues going on in your body, but you don't care because you'll run your body right into the ground. And they'll so, laugh and they go, "You're right." So even if they're healthy and they don't have a lot of health problems, as people get older, they notice. And and then what I'd also say is, you notice, man, you're not 22 years old anymore. You're 48. You push your body, you get injured, and you hate being injured, right? And they go, "I fucking hate it." Nice now, look. what am I doing? Okay, Here's well- what every person wants. They want to be understood seen and heard they want to be seen and heard when they know that you understand who they are and when you learn there's a finite amount of personalities you know a a mother because a that ceo athlete they have different values they have different vocabulary than a stay-at-home mother of four they have different values they use different vocabulary so if you're using the same vocabulary with both one or both does not feel understood. So you may start them on a program, but you're not going to keep them on a program. Right. But when they feel understood, all of a sudden you're the best doctor in the world. Yeah, that's right. Nobody, my own wife doesn't freaking understand me. She bitches at me for going to the gym six days a week because she thinks it takes time away from our one-on-one. Yeah. But, you know, and here's the thing. When you went, now think about this. How many people in a marriage sleep with that spouse every night, but they don't feel understood by their partner? Billions. Yeah. It's actually probably more common than not. Yeah. So when you understand how they are, how they suffered, like you get a woman with a hormone problem, you know, she's having trouble losing weight, la, 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 she doesn't feel good, but self esteem. Somebody who's been to a bunch of doctors, never been helped. Well, why didn't they help you? Did any of these doctors show you the spine and nervous system is foundational foundation of health, life of the body? No, so you lived your whole life. Nobody's shown you the basic foundation of all health. Nobody's looked at your spine. You went to chiropractor for pain relief. Did they tell you that? Likely Nobody not. Didn't. Likely not. Great. So here's what you say. Miss Jones, it's not your fault. None of these doctors told you. Yep. But if you want to live healthy and turn your life around, what did I say? I didn't say get rid of your pain. I said, if you want to live healthy, would you agree that now, now that you know it's your responsibility? That's not information. That changes belief systems. Yes. I love that. I love so that. So here's how you solve it. So let's go full circle. Now that I set that foundation... Every patient only has one problem. It's not back pain, neck pain, headaches. It's they didn't live a chiropractic lifestyle. They didn't know the spine and nervous system was foundational life and health body. That's the only problem you're solving. The next principle is they didn't know that. They didn't live a lifestyle. And now they they never took care of their spine and nervous system. So now they have all these health problems. So all the consultation is... You're not there to get rid of their back pain. You're not there to solve their health problems because that is a result. That is why people will quit because they got the result. The only thing you're solving is lifestyle. So think about it. If they live this lifestyle and it brought them to their whole spine is subluxated and they have 18 different health problems. Then the question is, now that you understand that you didn't take care of your spine and nervous system, then the most powerful question is, how do you want to live the rest of your life from this moment forward? Powerful question. Yeah, I'm not asking, do you want to get rid of your asthma? Shit, chiropractic works. All this shit's going to go away. Back pain. We're not even, we've already addressed it, but I'm not focused. I want to focus on how you want to live. And then the net when they say, Well, I want to live healthy the rest of my life, then I'd say, Well, if you want to live healthy, would you agree you have to get healthy first? And they'll say, Yeah. So why is that a powerful question? Because if they gotta get healthy, what they're not saying is they're not healthy now. Yeah. No. In disguise. In disguise. Now the thing is you're still you're not focused on getting healthy you're still focused on living healthy. Well, if you got to get healthy to live healthy, because that's what you want. You want to live healthy. I'd say that's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on you living healthy and we're going to teach you how to live healthy while we're in the first step of getting you healthy. That's brilliant. So what are you focused on? Lifestyle.
0: Which then therefore, by default they see you as an integral part of that health lifestyle because you're the one that illuminated it in the first place.
1: Absolutely. Now here's the irony of the whole thing, right? Now you could be the best spinal corrective man. I have so many advanced certified CBP people, man, they are world-class in correcting the spine. People are more inspired by lifestyle than they are going through a corrective program. Why? because a corrective program is a product or service when you're selling a product or service meaning we're going to fix your spine we're going to get rid of your asthma they automatically you put them into a mindset of time or money do i like the time how much is it going to cost but if it's a lifestyle they're willing to invest so it's not a product or service is a cost a lifestyle they're already used to. Why? They bring their family to church. They right. run their kids around like maniacs to three different sports. You have three kids in three different sports. Mom is going freaking crazy. Yeah. She's pulling her hair out. Why do they do that? Because they want to provide them with a lifestyle. Why would they tell you they can't afford it and then take their family? I live near Disneyland. Now, Place packed. Trying- Oh, dude, when I'm flying home, I know I paid at least $500 for a ticket, and I see a family of five that look like they're blue-collar. That's $2,000 to step on the plane. Then you're going to go to Disneyland. You're going to buy hot dogs, popcorn, cotton candy. You're going to stay in a hotel. That's $10,000 for a weekend. So why do they do that? Because it's a value and a purpose. So when chiropractic, when you align with their values and their purpose, we say, well, how do I know what their values and purpose is? Well, one way we show you the personality types. Another way is before we have them commit, we have them write 20 to 30 year health and life goals. So I what that. are they focused on? The next 30 years. So when they see this is the life I want to lead, and you find out why it's why it's important to them, and what purpose would it fulfill? So I'm gonna give you a quick. I know I'm doing all the talking here, man. You're
0: good, and you're good, and we're good to run up until two Pacific two. I just had somebody who had to move their appointment anyway, so let's keep it running.
1: Yeah. Well, I have. um, and I hope you guys find this interesting because if you do some of this, it'll change your life. But oh, um,
0: massive value so far, massive. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it, Matt. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm sure people who are listening, they can't take notes quick enough. You know what I mean? So keep it going.
1: Yeah. So, so here's the thing purpose is the highest human inspiration, contribution is the highest human emotional need so when they have a purpose to contribute they become unstoppable and that's how tony gets them across the fire he gets them across the fire because he connects them with their life purpose and then they become unstoppable and he puts them in that state in an excited state over and over and over so so what? So I'm going to give you an example. This was a real uh, patient that I taught one of my clients how to do this. And here's a real example of a real patient. So this guy is mid to late 60s, had a heart attack in his late 50s, right? So almost died, right? And so he comes to chiropractor, obviously, this guy's got back pain. So he learns the relationship between the spine and organs. I also wrote a book. It's called Back to Health um you can go on elitecoachingllc.com elitecoachinglc.com you can get the back to health book and i took most people know dan murphy uh great researcher i took a whole i wrote it in a story form and it's wrote rent for patients got a whole bunch of medical research from top medical research journals i'm talking lancet spine medical research on the relationship between posture spinal structure the effect on the nervous system and overall health. Like it literally talks about immune system problems, cancer, heart problems, cardiovascular problems, lung problems. Uh, I mean, like you read this book and and my bunch of my clients use it and they create lifetime patients. So I'll tell them, they give it to them on day two, go home and read it with your spouse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you questions in three days. The spouse comes in and they already know lifetime. They didn't even talk to them yet. But they read this book. And so I'm relaunching it to the I made that one for chiropractors. So I'm relaunching it. Um it's called It's right here. It'd be launching August 18th. It's called, and I changed the title for for the general public. It's called The Best Kept Secret to Heal Your Back Pain. Now I put back pain in the title because eight out of ten Americans experience back pain. Yeah, right, but right, right. Not, you know, but it's all about overall health. What, say it again, title again, The Best Kept Secrets. Best Kept Secret to Heal Your Back Pain. I'm launching it August 18th, 2023. It'll be on Amazon. You want to get this book and read it. And uh, if you like it, I guarantee you, give it to a patient. Make them responsible for it. They will understand lifetime. Boom, done. That's amazing. So, anyway, um, so here's a real life thing. The guy writes, uh, now, there's certain patterns. They tend to write similar things. So he writes, I want to run marathons till so I'm in my 80s. So now, people don't buy what they can do. They buy who they are. People beco- be will buy, invest in who they're becoming. They don't buy what they can do. So when a person says, Doc, you're so awesome, I can play golf again. What are they not saying? I'm ready to quit it has got a great golf game. So people don't buy what they can do. And I got this from business mastery. People don't buy products or services. They buy identity. So when you find their purpose, it's who they're becoming. So anyway, this guy, um, Hey, I want to run marathons. Right. And I'm like, okay, obviously I had a heart attack so I can see why. But here's the here's how you find values. So why is that important to you? I mean, I get you don't want to have a heart attack again. Like, don't ask him a dumb question. Right. You know, that's obvious. And, and he says, because I want to teach my family that the the heart problems that that run in my family are an option. You don't have to have heart problems. Then here's the second question that gets purpose. What purpose will that fulfill? And the guy said this, I don't want anybody that's ever born in the future of my family to ever have a heart, ever have heart problems. So, so, so you want to change your whole family tree. You want to teach people that heart problems are not genetic in your family. He goes, absolutely not. No one ever born in this family will ever believe they have a genetic problem. Now, do you think when you give him time and money, he's going to say, no, that costs too much? No shot. So, yeah, so you want to lead generations. You want to lead generations in your family.
0: I love that. I just came There's up with a no time. way.
1: They're not right. going to stop. You just create an unstoppable person.
0: No, because they truly once they truly believe, they won't question any of it. You know what I mean? And you're just a vehicle to help them achieve that.
1: Well, so what it does is it takes them to a consciousness. Time and money is like an eagle flying at 10 feet. So eagles at lower altitudes, they have crows that ride on their back. They peck on them. They have to compete for food. Yep. Right. But an eagle at 1,000 feet, one, there's no crows up there. Crows, metaphor for problems, objections. They're above objections. And then from 1,000 feet, how far... Look at ten feet. What's a, what's an eagle's problem-solving capability with a ten-foot vision? It's very limited. But at a thousand feet, how far can you see? To a, from a thousand feet, you can see the horizon. So what you're doing is you're giving people long-term vision. And then in the Bible, where there's no vision, people perish. That means they quit your program. Why? You didn't get them to a thousand feet. Yeah. Now, how do we start a thousand feet? Day one, we talk about generational patterns. So when a person comes in and they have heart problems, you go, who'd you get that from? It was it parents, uncle, mom, dad, who's got this pattern? Because health patterns and postural patterns pass through families. And they'll say, well, it's genetic. I would say, well, postural patterns pass through generations. I wouldn't admit that it was, it's not genetic as much as belief systems, right? Postural patterns, habits, belief systems. So I would say, well, there can be a genetic predisposition, but also postural patterns pass through families. So who are you mimicking? By the way, I see you have three kids. Which child is just like you? Do you have kids, Jeff?
0: I don't, not yet. Hopefully soon. Hopefully someday.
1: Yeah, nice. Nice. So if you ask a parent, which kid is just like you, they're going, oh, my God, my son. Or the husband is going, oh, my God, my daughter is just like my wife. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And so you say it could be they're mimicking the postural patterns. By the way, Miss Jones, you had allergies as a kid. Now you have ulcerative colitis. So allergies progress to an autoimmune. Which one of your kids gets sinus problems, hay fever, or have allergies? God, my daughter, she's eight. She's had allergies since she was five. She may be following the same pattern you do now here's the thing parents will go to the ends of the earth to make sure their kids don't suffer like they do so what am i doing i'm not educating now the information is automatic but what i'm doing is i'm pulling i'm pushing her value button miss jones if she has allergies now the possibility she's following that pattern and could end up with an autoimmune disease is actually pretty high. And that's the truth. So I'd say, I'm sure you don't want her to suffer like you have with a weakened immune system. If your immune system prevents disease and that's related to your spine, I'm sure you want your daughter to make sure her spine and nervous system develop normally. And she has every possibility of being the healthiest and the most successful in life. Would you agree? She'd go, absolutely. She'd say, doc, when can I bring her in? Yeah. So I'm not even asking to bring even her. in. not asking for her. yeah. I'm poking on her value button. Right. Now here's the key. I'd say, what, what health patterns does your husband have? Which child, you got three kids, they're a child just like him. Oh my God, my son is a clone. What pa- health patterns does your husband have? Do you see those patterns happening, my son, in in your son? Because it could be that your husband's patterns may also be in your kids. Now, Ma- you're going to kick in, Mama Bear. What's the probability when she thinks her kids might be following the dad? What's the probability she's bringing the dad to day two? hi He doesn't have a choice. No. because every married man knows, even if you're in a relationship, if your wife or girlfriend want it bad enough, you probably just ought to give it to her, especially if it's a wife. Yeah. She wants it bad enough and it's not insane. It actually has some logic. Just give it to her because you know, when the woman's not happy, nobody's freaking happy. That's the truth. That's the truth. And and everybody, everybody, (laughs) every husband knows that.
0: So so one tactical thing that you kind of alluded to, which is the answer that many are always looking for is, you know, how do I get the family? How do I get the spouse to come to the report, to come to the office, this, that, and the other? And it's not by saying, hey, bring your spouse, bring your significant other, bring your kids. It's by alluding to that person's values and who they are as a person and allowing them to say, hey, wow, I need to really bring my kids here.
1: Generational patterns.
0: Generational patterns is the key to the spouse.
1: Now, here's how once you go through a consultation and then you're looking at their posture, you go through an exam and say, Miss Jones, if your kids, guess what? If your kids are following you, their kids are going to follow them and their kids are going to follow them. You have the power right now, I would say on day one, to change the future of every generational pattern in your family. You have that power right now. What's the probability you think you should bring your husband and let him know about this? You and your husband can change your whole family tree from this generation forward. That's that's amazing. Yeah, who's not gonna bring their spouse? Yeah, I mean it's back to the power, unleash the power within. Exactly. And so, see, is that information technically
0: it's certainly I, not what they would can most cars would consider education.
1: Hell no, know? man. That's empowerment.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if people ask like all the time, like even in our program too, like, like, Oh, like, can I, like, I want to start educating. I want to start sending these videos. I want to start, I'm like, dude, people don't, people don't give a shit. And I mean that with love. They don't care. They care about what empowers them, how they can make an impact. Like you said, you know what I mean? Like they don't care about T1, T2, all that kind of shit. They don't care. You care. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's all the crap I learned from management groups. You know, what's the condition of the week? Talk to everybody about asthma. Yeah, whatever. And then it was like, well, they're not really listening to the conversation. So maybe I'll write it down and made them read them. Well, you know, then all I found was pieces of paper all over the floor at the end of the day. And it's like all this stuff that I'm learning is bullshit. Yeah. Then once I learned, I can move emotion. Because everybody, there's only two things that rule people. Well, love and fear, but pain and pleasure. I can use pain and pleasure in how I talk to people and I can move them emotionally. Now here's the problem in chiropractic. And I failed at this a thousand times because I did what my coach has told me. The avoidance of pain is not long-term. So what do people say? Well, you know, you know, what? I don't have the money, but I'm going to quit. And what are we taught in chiropractic? Well, if you quit, you're going to lose the results, right? Ms. Jones. You know, if you quit and your back pain comes back, you can't pick up your kids, right? That's the avoidance of pain. The avoidance of pain is not long-term change. Pleasure is long-term change. So when someone has purpose and contribution and inspiration and pleasure, now think about this. They will go through pain. Because look, who's married? you go through short-term pain for long-term? Why do you get married? Because you have a vision for your life. Why do you have kids? Because I never want to experience pain. Yeah, wait till they're 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and 15 yeah.
1: and 16, right? And right, right, right. Car against the garage, which happened last week. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like you go, you go through short-term pain because you had long-term pleasure. Look what you went through with chiropractic school. Why? Because you had a vision of making a difference in the world. And so the whole chiropractic profession is, is all fucked up on what they've been teaching. And that's why essentially we're failing. Yeah. Say that,
0: say that line one more time about like, they're not going to like avoidance of pain is not long-term change. What was that exact quote you used there? That was brilliant.
1: Well, that was it. It's not long-term change. So there's four areas of the brain you have to go through this. And uh, the fourth one for long-term, I mean, to make, Life-changing decisions. You got to go through four areas of brain. The fourth and final one is pleasure. The second one is avoidance pain. The first one is survival. So by the time a patient comes in, they have an injury. So what's that? It's not that they have pain. No, because they live with pain all the time. They have an injury. What's that mean? They have something, they have a problem they can't solve on their own. Now, to a, a human being, if they have a physical condition that threatens how they move, how they it triggers their primitive mind. Why? Because now they can't go out and kill animals. It threatens their survival. Their amygdala, their primitive brain, is firing off like the freaking 4th of July. The more you talk about and use the word pain, the more you focus on pain, the more you keep them in fight or flight. So mm-hmm. what's fight or flight mean to a patient? Fight, I have objections. Time and money. Flight: flight, I won't take your recommendations. Now here's the next thing. The more the amygdala fires... The amygdala is not connected to the frontal cortex. And you're giving them information that they have to process in the frontal cortex. The amygdala does not process language. So you have to talk and create an emotion that takes them out of fight or flight which is connection, trust. They have to feel understood and they have to feel safe. When they feel safe, you take them out of fight or flight. How do you do that? Understand who they are. Learn how to validate, get multiple agreements. Now, are you still educating them? You're talking about chiropractic, but the way you're talking about chiropractic is getting them out of survival. <clears throat> now, and I'm sure everybody would agree, when a patient is a nine out of 10 or pain, have you ever noticed they can't understand a freaking word you're talking about? A patient in extreme pain, they don't wanna hear what you have to tell them. And everybody on here, that say, you'll say, yep, that's right, why? The more their amygdala is firing, the less they can understand because it's not connected to your frontal lobe. So can you see why patient education fails? Does it mean you won't create a lifetime patient? No, but what what the reason you even have a chance is more because they trust you, not because of what you're saying. They, they connect with who you are. Now, when you know how to do that with intention, and it's not by just being a nice person. Just because they like you doesn't mean they will follow what you say. They go, he's the greatest guy ever, but Doc, I'm busy. He's the greatest guy ever, but Doc, I don't, you know, it's expensive. Yes. Yes. You got to change. You got to move them through the parts of the brain. The second part. Now, once they feel safe, now they want to avoid pain. Okay. So that gets them in the program. It doesn't keep them in the program. The third part is it's got to be easy. Which means it's got to be a subconscious habit. So when you change their beliefs, Think about it. People go to church. They're like, we go to the 1130 service and we sit in the third third row on the left. Now think about this, gang. Look at what you do. How many people go to a seminar and you sit in one chair the first day and you come back in the second day, you tend to want to sit in the same chair. Do people do that? Fuck yeah, they do. Absolutely. Now if someone's sitting there, you're like, hey man, what do you think subconsciously that you know is ridiculous? Hey, man, they're in my chair. And then you're like, well, that's stupid. I'll just go sit somewhere else. Like you may not have that conversation, but you get a quick feeling. Oh, shit, I can't sit in my chair. Why? Because your mind survival is associated with consistency.
0: Think less and less risk.
1: It's less risk. And that's what your mind wants to do, right? Yes. And so this is where when people change appointment times, you know, when they sit there, people that I'll call you. Well, you know what? I'll just call you on Wednesday. I'll just call you on Friday. I'll just call you on Monday. It's like
0: you're not going to do shit.
1: No, it's or pay as you go. It's too many decisions. It's not easy. They're gonna ah,
0: quit. good reference to pay as you go and why that model. Like I talked to a guy recently on the phone. We won't go to the names. I asked him, I'm like, what kind of model you got? He's like, oh, they pay as they go. I'm like, what's your PVA? He goes, I don't know, two or three. I'm like, bro, what are you? What's going on around here? Two or three, you know? So that makes sense. It's too much thought
1: Two or three because he never gets them out of his amygdala. He's talking, he's trying to solve their pain and he's good at solving their pain.
0: Right. We don't even get to the easy yet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You're not even, no, you're still two parts of the brain away. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's super interesting though. I never even thought about that.
1: So here's what we do for lifestyle. It's got to be a subconscious habit. Yep. Yep. Go to church 1130. So 1115. What's dad doing? Come on, get ready. Blah, blah, blah. You know, we got to be there. We're already late. La la la. The kids are scurrying. Mom's stressed. Right? You're gonna be late for school. Come on, get your ass moving. Those are conversations every day, right? Because it's subconscious habit. So one of the things that we do is before we ask him for a commitment, we tell them um, what time of day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever their program is, what time a day can you make it consistently? So we have them go to a workshop first. Before they even hear, we go through the recommendations. Then we say, before we get a commitment, we say, what time can you come consistently? Now, here's the beauty about that. When they say, you know what, 5.30. They've already committed to a time that means they already see themselves in the program. What are you doing? You're future pacing them. You're already giving them a vision of them making the appointments. They see themselves already becoming successful. They already know why with a 30-year health and life goals, what their purpose is. They see, it's like they see themselves walking across the fire. Creative visualization. We're wiring it into their system before they, we give them time, before we give them money.
0: It's very interesting. So you bring up the, so people, people might, who listen on the show, they might have some objections, you know, like, oh, you know, when I, when I go to sell the corrective plan and this again, like what we're talking about, there could be a lot of laundry list of things they've done wrong up until this point, but someone's like, oh, their objection is always the time. They can't make it in three times a week. They can't make it in twice a week, you know? That's obviously a result in error in previous conversation and day one, that kind of stuff there. But do you feel like by asking the question of what time of day can you make it consistently can help rewire that?
1: Well, here's the problem is before they give them time, they didn't know what their values and their purpose was.
0: 100%.
1: Yeah, one of the reasons people don't start care is your program, the time it takes in your program has crossed one of their values that takes time. Now here's the deal. Nobody is too busy. Have you ever heard the mantra? If you want to get something done, give it to the busiest person. Yep. Because
0: they'll find the easiest way to do it. Quickest way to do it.
1: It's priority and values. Yep. Something you told them you didn't know what their values were. and Now your program crosses their values. If you don't align with their values, that's why they they won't take it. Well, how am I going to know their values? Well, we have all boot camps on this stuff, man. I mean, we train you how to do this. So, I mean, we have people, the average commitment to care. Now, this is average because we have people. That's the middle of the bell curve. That's not people that are higher. Right, the average right. is 86% commitment to care.
0: 86% ROF conversion, conversion, as you would call it, commitment to the change.
1: Now, I'm talking going through minimally the first phase of care a lot of them both phases of care sure which if you're doing spinal correction it's 72 visits right so we had 86 commitment to care and it's a minimum of 40 visits minimum and then we get 92 to 96 percent of those into lifestyle now we have people where they get I have people that are over 90% commitment to care. You know, we have people 92% commitment to care with an 80 PVA. That means you're, you're getting 92%, not only commit to care, but the average person of those 92% uh, are coming 80 visits. Wow.
0: That's phenomenal. Yeah, little I dif-
1: think they can even do better than that. I mean, not ninety-two percent, but we're we're working on getting them to a hundred PVA.
0: So basically ninety-two percent PVA of eighty or higher.
1: Yeah, now for all the people that have associates that they can't do what you can do, because a lot of times the owner, you know, is more you got, little,
0: you got a little more conviction, a little bit more oomph, yes.
1: Yeah, you've been chiropractor for twenty five years and now you got now you got somebody that's in for two years. Yeah we have associates that are getting uh 78 to, to about 83% commitment to full care at an 80 PVA. Wow. And they've only been out a couple of years. Why? Because it's not personality, it's human behavior. It's science. Yeah. Follow the fucking science. Yeah. There's a guy uh Alex Ramosi. Love him. I know exactly who that is. Yeah, he wrote a hundred, $100 million offer, right? He's got a great, he's got a great.
0: Got, got back there somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I listened to it on Audible. Always he's good. Great one-liner. He says, look, you can be right. Meaning you you can, you can still talk logic. You can be logical or psychological. And you can be right or you can be rich. Right. Yep. You can be right and say, I want to do logic. And that's what I think people should do. Or you can deal with psychology and be rich. Now, to me, rich isn't doesn't necessarily mean finances. It can be, but rich means the impact that you're making in generations. So we have a whole online program. It's called the Secrets to a Seven Figure Lifestyle Practice. So what's that mean? That means making eighty to one hundred thousand dollars a month just on your wellness. Like there's a lot of people. That they say, well, there's a lot of people build your million dollar practice. No, 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 no. I'm saying you can do that if you follow this, you can do it just with your wellness people. Because you could have a million dollar, I know people have a million dollar practice and have a 30 and 40 PBA. They just got to market more. Genius yeah you either choose that
0: you you choose you gotta you make the choice you know you either pay the hard price or the easy price you know
1: well i did the hard price for 11 years and then i'm like screw this noise man
0: what was the epiphany what was the epiphany when did you kind of make that decision like what what sparked it
1: um well let's go to a whole nother level um having spiritual beliefs i mean look at universal intelligence and innate intelligence What's another phrase for universal and, and innate intelligence? Genesis 127, we're creating like likeness and image of God. I believe that my spirit came into this physical body, that chiropractic is a sole purpose, and we're going to change the way humanity looks at their body and healthcare. You know, I didn't, if, you're come, if your goal is to build a practice, you may have a good business. If your goal is to change humanity, practice is easy. You're going to write books. You're going to go on video. You're going to want to be on, you know, you're going to do all kinds of things, man. I mean, I didn't come to build a practice. That's why I had four high volume practices. You know, I mean, I came to change the way humanity looks at who they are, who God created them to be and understand that chiropractic is the foundation of health and life in the body. And if you're going to go to anybody with a health problem, go to a chiropractor first. So the problem isn't the general public. The problem are chiropractors. We didn't stay true to the principle in our communication. So oh, interesting.
0: I love that line about changing humanity. It goes a lot further than making some money. You know what I mean? But naturally, I think the money will follow, right?
1: Oh well, you know, always a good bank account, you know. And that was it. I mean, when I saw five hundred people a week, I had a great lifestyle, a great bank bank account. You know, I did anything I wanted, but I didn't really like the word budget back then, you know? Yeah, right, right. uh, I watched people quit. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Send out another person in the world that thinks it's about back pain? I mean, I'm going to send out another person that they may they may be, their allergies went away, but where are they going to be? And I say, we're so fortunate that we don't have the ghosts of patients back. You know, like, like Christmas past, the Mm -hmm. ghost of patients past.
0: Yeah. Because if
1: you could see patients that came to you 10 and 15 years ago, where is their life now? Right. And that was your responsibility, in my opinion, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. So I just want to tell one, two very quick stories. And I say this because I don't take care of practices any patients anymore. I saw on Facebook, this woman, 37 year old woman died and something happened. I go, holy shit. She was a patient of mine 32 years ago. And so I called her mom because I briefly talked to her mom through 32 years. We were friends. And I'm like, oh my God, how did Tara pass? What happened? Blah, 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 blah. So she's in the area where I live. She goes, here's her funeral. I'd like you to come. Now her daughter, when she was five, came in she was deaf in one ear i adjusted her she got her hearing back the mom got it never vaccinated her kids in that again and her two-year-old sister came so they were with me a few years then i got married i moved to the east coast so i set them up many people know billy Demos. he's been their chiropractor
0: oh yeah so
1: they stayed under chiropractic care those girls grew up got married have kids the mom's still under chiropractic care. Her kids that I adjusted are still under chiropractic care. Their kids are under chiropractic care. The mom got remarried, had two more kids. They're all still going to a chiropractor every week. And so, it's, and nobody's vaccinated. Cause the first thing I asked was, oh my God, why would a 37 year old woman die? I go, she didn't get the COVID vaccination, did she? And she's like, hell no. <laughs> you know, so yeah, and so it's like, oh my God, man. The person that you're in a consultation with today, what would their life be like in 30 years? And then so about a month ago, I live down by the beach. I'm walking out of the beach and I hear this, hey, Fred. And I ran into an old friend of mine who I knew just when I got out of school, she became a patient. And we're talking to this third person. Somehow they got on COVID, got on vaccination. And this guy was asking this girl, old friend of mine, well, what about you and vaccination? She goes, hell no. She goes, Fred taught me about vaccination 35 years ago. I never get vaccinated. 35 years. And then she goes, hey, man, Kevin talks about you all the time. And I'm like, Kevin? Yeah, this chiropractor right down the street. She still goes every week 35 years later. That's Incredible. the impact that you have. Now, yeah. there are other people that probably didn't get it. You know, now those people, I was I was a year and a half out of school, but I got the principal. Now, how many people still think it's about back pain back then? I don't know. But like I remember I laid in bed with my wife that night and I go, Man, you just never know, man, the opportunity that when you communicate to the principal. 35 years later. It's insane. Like, wow, man, that's impact. You're here not to build a practice. You're here to make impact. And that's a purpose in your heart. It's not in your head.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so very, very deep as far as like people think like, oh, it's just about the, like we said in the top of the call, fancy script, fancy that. It's none of that shit. You know, it's about the deep desire of the people, you know, and what's interesting is that like you hear and you've coached with, you know, hundreds of docs, we've coached with a lot too, like very few people ever even dive into the human's purpose, their values, their passion, what they want to contribute to. Nobody even talks about that stuff. You know what I mean? Which is the complete wrong sense of like, maybe exactly like you said, why the profession hasn't has as much impact as they possibly could, you know?
1: Well, the things that we teach in elite don't exist. In chiropractic, now, well, you hear like some people go, "Well, that sounds familiar." No, you learn basic sales, identifying an emotion with a condition, like that's what we're doing, but we don't do it to pain, right? You know, right. Getting into your purpose. I mean, we're going, we're rewiring people. I mean, this is, this is different. Those people are rewiring people too, but they're rewiring for short-term change, and it's basic sales. Like, sure, you can go to a seminar. I'm not going to name the groups that take that teach this. But they have a bunch of people there. Like you can go. Like, why do I need to pay you two thousand dollars to go to your weekend seminar when all it is is, hey, ask them how their pain is affecting their life. Basically What you just learned it in five seconds. Why do I need to go to a freaking right, right, right seminar?
0: Yeah, it's the same shit.
1: It's the same shit, and this the stuff that I was taught. But uh, I had the principal. so um, yeah. So the stuff that we teach doesn't exist. Because it's actually the science of human behavior. And that's what Tony Robbins does. I mean, I just figured, shoot, if these people are changing the world, why don't we do what they do? If chiropractor would be different, if Tony Robbins was a chiropractor, why don't I just learn what he does?
0: Just just model him. That's one of Tony Robbins' things is model what works, you know?
1: You know, and when you hear it, it seems, well, God, that's simple. I know. Yeah, I got it. It doesn't. Nobody else has done it.
0: I think a lot of people too, especially the people who are practitioners with the, with the educational mind and the knowledge mind, like they think it has to be some magical, creative thing, analytical thing, but really it's just the human, you know, it doesn't have to be complex. Well, here it
1: is. You know, I tell people this all the time. One of the first things I tell them is your title is your problem. The minute you get Dr. Title, you think you're supposed to teach and educate and solve health problems. Well, if you're a medical doctor, yeah, they come in with a symptom. You give them a result, do surgery, give them drugs. Yeah, it's done. If you go to a physical therapist, yeah, that's your problem. Solve their health problem. But chiropractic is a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. No, 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 no. Solving their health problem is only the first step. But you're not there to solve their health problem because chiropractic works. Principle actually works. If you fix their spine, right? You're there to establish How do you want to live? Because if you stay long enough, I guarantee you you ain't going to have asthma. Yeah, right. If I fix your spine, all this shit's going away. And then you got the functional medicine people. Well, you know, they need this and they're toxic. Yeah, you're right too. But, uh, you know, and this is why we say, well, you know, what about nutrition? And you got all these people objecting. This is why we say spine and nervous system is the foundation So people say, well, I exercise and eat right. Okay. So let me ask you a question. There's your x-ray. Your neck's going the opposite way. There's stress on the spinal cord. Is your non-GMO food going to change the curve in your neck? No. Is your workout going to change the curve in your neck? Is your workout going to move energy from your brain through your spinal cord to your organs? Now, should you work out? Absolutely. Should you eat non-GMO foods? Absolutely should you first make sure you have nerve energy to digest that GMO food, that non GMO food? How about we start there? Maybe your stomach should have enough hydrochloric acid to break down that protein, because if it doesn't, it's going to go right. And you guys know it'll cross through your intestinal tract. You have bigger proteins, your immune system won't recognize them. And now you have an autoimmune disease because your digestive tract doesn't work.
0: Right. The foundation.
1: That's why it's foundation. So will I do this? I do that. Great, that's icing on the cake. So once you take that icing and put it on a two by four, take a bite and let me know how it tastes. Right. Because that's what exercise and diet is without nerve energy. Yeah. Put yeah. it on a rock and let me know how your teeth feel.
0: <laughs> that's an interesting. Uh, I've never heard that one before. That's good.
1: Well, that's called a pattern interruption, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was good. It got, got got everybody else's attention too. You know, icing on a rock, man. It doesn't taste the best, you know
1: yeah right well there's your icing what are you gonna put it on
0: right wow that's a that's good analogy i love that there'd be a lot of takeaways people that are listening you know um two more quick questions we got about seven minutes so you got to roll uh we'll try to wrap up a little before that too um well really we'll go to the last one you know i like to ask um you know if you've lost everything in 30 days time and we were talked a little bit before the show, you know, you may have had a personal experience with this, right? But if you're going to build back what you have today and you got 30 days to do it, where do you begin? What's the first step for you?
1: Well, we said this before we recorded, right? Uh, well, when you have the principle in your heart, you know how to communicate the message with your mouth and you have the skill to move people, right? I move the bone, God does the healing. And you believe in the principle, and you know when you adjust somebody, they're going to heal. And you actually know how to fix the spine. You can go anywhere. So I'll give an example. I did lose everything in 30 days because I married a chiropractor. Uh, I was already seeing 500 weeks. She just got out of school, so we got married, built a clinic. clinic. Uh, we got from zero to 500 in six months because I already knew it, man. I already had the message, and you know she learned it too. I mean, she definitely helped. And um, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, look. I'm just taking enough money to open a clinic and I moved from to Washington state. So I moved all the way across the country. I basically had very little, I left almost all furniture. I had a bed, a couch, a TV and a speaker box for a coffee table. And on the day I opened, I didn't have $5. I spent every penny I had. Right. So I didn't have five bucks to go to subway. I had nothing and a hundred thousand dollars debt but I did have 32 new patients on my opening day. So I was able to, to break hundred a week. My very first week open. Why? Because I had my heart, my mouth and my hands and I had the message and I had a purpose and everywhere I went, I knew I could get patients. So we broke hundred a week. Um, you know, I had to charge my overhead on credit cards. I started getting prepays and just built a whole new clinic. But I knew it's like, hey, I don't want to go through a divorce. I don't want to fight over one penny. Take all my shit. I took enough money, hundred thousand bucks, to open a clinic. It took every penny to get it open and support myself on the build out and all that stuff. And uh, it took me eight months to get five hundred a week.
0: That's nuts. People never see that, but you know that kind of impact. Eight months.
1: Yeah. So we've been. I've been there. where I've lost everything you know I lost uh, I did that when I formed Elite too Um, long story of why I won't get into it had uh, partners that we had to separate from it was a big thing and I you know I started basically because of life situations and everything started with nothing but here's the thing when you know the universal principle man when you know you're on your sole purpose you cannot fail Cause you know, I work for God. I don't work for me. Right. So God's going to have to support me and you're going to have to make shit happen. But I go to work. I have my daily rituals. I have my spiritual rituals. I stay connected every morning. And then I go to work.
0: Phenomenal. I love that, man. Well said, well said, you know, you lost everything, but you really didn't lose anything. You know, it was always within, right.
1: No, but like I said in the beginning, too, powerful individuals. You know, when I make a big transition in my life, I tend to burn the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You go relationships. all in. But I mean, it's like I'm not doing that. I just I just go in a different direction. Well, the worst the worst plan to have
0: when you're going on a mission is to have a plan B, you know? It's the worst yeah. plan to have because then you always fall back, right?
1: Well, and you know, now I have visions for really, really, really big things. And there's times... There's mornings I wake up totally overwhelmed, but I start my rituals with spiritual things. So by the time I'm done and I work out, I'm full of hope. I'm full of power. I know what I'm going to do today. And then I just go love my clients, inspire them, take action, and uh, work on faith. You can't be aligned with the principle and not have the universe support you. You know, when you're aligned with the principle, the universe will conspire to make shit happen. But you got to do the work. Faith without action is dead. So do what you're called to do. Stay present and be your best today. And best is not perfect. Some days I, you know, I'm not my best and I don't feel like it. But then the next day I will be. Right.
0: Yep. It's a discipline, man. It's a discipline, too. You know, I love that. You know, people, obviously some people are going to pay the fee on this episode. Like we talked about earlier, you know, they might even send you a couple hundred bucks on Venmo. Speaking yeah. of which, where should, where should be, where can people find you, man? Like where, where can I, you know, we got elite back to health book. Where else can people find you if they want more Dr. Fred? I know you got a pretty good YouTube. Where else?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Go to YouTube, uh, get on our email list. Like if you go to elite coaching, Hey, we got a bunch of free stuff. Just go on there. We got a great, we got the free four minute pre-consult on how to get them from pain into posture and overall health. Uh, you just email me, Dr. Fred, D-R-F-R-E-D, one, the number one, Dr. Fred one at msn.com. Uh, my cell phone is 425-765-3454. Just call me, leave a message. If I don't pick up, leave a voicemail. Hey, if we don't do anything, but all we do is have a relationship, that's the most valuable part. That's it, man. If that's I it. can just this way, get on our email. We do tons of videos, go on social media, you know, and if I can give you anything that can make a difference in your life that helps one more person, one more of your patients live a lifestyle, then then we've made an impact. We've done our job. We've done our job. Absolutely brilliant time today, Dr. Fred. I appreciate
0: you sharing your uh, wealth of wisdom. I know we could have probably gone, maybe triple the time today uh, if the world allowed us to have that much time, but I feel like we need to revisit at some point, but I'll uh, make sure everybody listen, make sure you check out all Dr. Fred's information, more info for him in the show notes. And um, if you've got any sort of value from today, as I know you have, make sure you share it with somebody in your world who would get some, some value from it, some like-minded individuals and, uh, who knows, maybe we'll even earn an opportunity to speak with Dr. Fred again in the future until next yeah, time. Thanks
1: so much, man. Thanks. You I, I know, that was a whole hour. I hope people hung with us.
0: Oh, they will, man. They will. That was one of the best we've had, honestly. And I appreciate it very much. And, um, we look forward to seeing you guys on another episode. And like I said, maybe someday we'll revisit with Dr. Fred, but I appreciate you being here today, sir. And, uh, uh you, sir. we'll look forward to next time. Awesome. Cheers.